0: Welcome to Disarming Persuasion, the podcast for sales and business leadership professionals. My name is Dave Rosenberg, and I am the founder and principal at Locked On Leadership, a consulting firm with a mission to replace Thank God It's Friday with Thank God It's Monday.
1: And I'm Ann Bonney, redhead impersonator and an expert in change management and leadership that people want to follow.
0: Okay, Ann. What are we going to talk about today?
1: Let's talk. About, let's talk a little bit about the importance of professional development in developing your ability to persuade.
0: You want to talk about professional development in developing professionals? Yeah. This is in like for some...
1: developing the professionals around you.
0: You're not trying to tell me something. Have I been unprofessional?
1: <laughs> no, this is. This is a topic for a podcast, Dave. That's why we're ah. here, remember? Have some water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, It's folks. been
1: a while since we've been here. It's good to be back.
0: It is, it is. I think we've, we've kind of lost a little mojo on this. We've both been incredibly busy on the road. I know uh, October was just uh, nuts, nuts for me. Um, and I know it was from you, just from getting you know the, the text. So I'm in Poughkeepsie. I'm in, you know, wherever. Poughkeepsie. I have a
1: good friend in Poughkeepsie. I'd love to go back there. Yeah, Um, yeah, but it's it's all the all the developing professional development, which made me think um, of doing this because you know if we think about the tasks that need to get done during the day, so often the professional development stuff is what gets set aside for later, um, but oftentimes it's what really moves the needle.
0: It really does, and you know, within a within a team framework. When you set up your team by providing them access to professional development, you are, not only are you building bench strength, which is huge, right? Now, how many times have people come in, you know, they're looking for new people. You can't hire good people. You have, you're growing and you need to move somebody up or you look for a new manager, hire from within because they already know your system. And you're creating this sense of reciprocity because you've now helped their career. They will feel more inclined to respond and help you and yours.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You develop you invest in them and they'll invest in you.
0: Well said. Are you a professional? I know. Right? Speaker? I know it's that like means. I do this for a living. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: but I mean it's it's so important, especially when you're not a hundred percent happy with the way that you're organization is functioning with the way your sales team is doing their job with the way the office is run whatever it is if everything isn't running at top perfection spending a little time together as a team to learn how to get better at it you know because sometimes it's just a lack of knowledge or a lack of consistent expectations
0: well i think the big challenge in the country is probably global right? but we know that in the country 95% of all businesses are quote small businesses and I actually think it's under fifty people, right? Is, is is so we're talking about companies that are made up of I'll use the term technicians for the most part. They're, so they're somebody who did the job, whatever it is you're trying to do, and now decided to start their own company doing that job. So they don't know. They don't know. They're not business people, mm. right? They're they're some sort of Again, the, the general term I use is technician. And it's a different set of skills. Mm-hmm. And then especially family businesses where it's like, okay, we have no bench strength. We have people coming up. I, I we, we use the Peter principle. Somebody's really good at their job, so we hire them to a job that they don't have the skills for mm-hmm. with the assumption that they're going to be good at that job. Right? And, and it causes problems.
1: Well, and that, I think that's the important thing as leaders, admitting when we don't have the expertise to be able to bring our teams along, or at least to be able to communicate in a way from our role, we're bringing somebody in from the outside. And that may not be hiring somebody like us. It might be, hey, let's read this book together, do a weekly lunch and learn for the next two months. It might be watching a video and then talking about it at an all staff. It doesn't have to be an expensive or long-term thing even.
0: I've had Good. Well, I'm sorry. You, you paused there. I jumped in. Finish your thought.
1: Yeah, But it's it's something to keep that learning going. And it's team building too, because you're creating a common vocabulary that now you can call back on when things could be better.
0: Yeah. And, and you're so right. I've had several clients that even before I started working with them, they were once a week, they were assigning books. And again, it was a recommended book. It wasn't like you had to do it, but they would discuss the books at a lunch and learn type of thing. And even in my career, uh, when I joined uh, Priority Moving, the moving company I've talked about before, Brian the owner started saying, Oh, here's, you know, and it was back then it was CD, but you know, here's here here's um the ultimate sales machine by Chet Holmes, which is one of my, I think, you know, top five books to listen to if you're a business owner. It's a great book. And you know we listened to it and then and then i remember it was the goal uh i don't know if you eli um Goldthwaite, right which is uh it's the theory of constraints bible which is uh, another thing and so what ended up happening though is my business i was an i'm an engineer by training by the way i love the mustache uh <laughs> <which> really <laughs> wish this was a video podcast and You know, and and reading the goal and then going like, oh, here's how I can apply that to our business. And things got better.
1: Well, that's the thing. If you're not perfectly happy with the way things are going, but you're just kind of hoping that it's going to get better, (laughs) professional development is the way to do it. And it does take time. Sometimes it is a little bit more expensive, but it's going to make a difference in your ability to deliver your service.
0: I would challenge your assertion that it's more expensive. Because
1: well, uh, okay, I know where you're going, and go ahead.
0: Yeah, because if you're actually doing it, what you the improvements you see will guarantee generate more revenue and or profits than whatever the expense in time is, or you know, mm-hmm. spending fifteen bucks for an audio book once a month or or once a week, even you know, that's not a big investment. And you know, it's funny. I was I uh, was at um, AME last month, the Association for Manufacturing Excellence, where I, I did a pre-con workshop, and you know we were talking a little bit about this. It was it was not quite directly, but the point I tried to make is, what if you took a day off a quarter? These are big manufacturing. What if you took a day off a quarter and shut down the plant and just did some professional development work, whether it's focusing on safety or other skills, whatever it might be. You're going to lose, even if you're not a 300, if you're a 365-day operation, you're going to lose virtually nothing, right? Because three days, three and a half days is 1%. We're talking four days. So we're talking 1% of productivity. Even if you're a 220-day, I mean, standard, you know, uh, operation.
1: Five-day week, yeah.
0: Yeah, five-day week. You're going to lose, what, 2% of your productivity. I guarantee you're going to increase productivity by more than that 2%. Yep yep so what kind of activities besides listening to books do you recommend for for professional development what is it what are the sort of things we've talked about some of them
1: yep um you know sharing articles with your team watching videos reading things obviously bringing in people for workshops um you know and your professional development day i I know i do keynotes for a lot of banks on columbus day and president's day because those are days their banks are closed but it's not a national holiday, so they still bring their people in to do a workshop or to do an all all staff training. So many banks do that. Um, so having that that day, sending people to um, an association conference or a networking event, um, having masterminds where people within different areas of the company can get together and talk about some of the challenges they're having from different perspectives. What There's, else? Are, what else were you thinking of?
0: Well, I mean, all of those, and and by the way, I love the plug for associations. You know, you and I both speak a lot of associations. Trust me, folks, this is not it's self serving because you know the odds of us being at one of those. And I've been involved in associations as I as we both are with the National Speakers Association, and involved with the American Moving Storage Association, uh, and others over the years. And I always learned things when I went to those conferences. Paying for your team to go to those conferences will, will also reap huge rewards. Um, the other place that you didn't mention, though, are some of these group coaching things like Vistage or uh there's a couple other out there, you know, and, and obviously you and I, 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 think, I think you run your own. I'm not sure you do. Yes. No. Don't do any group coaching at the moment. I'm getting blank looks from her.
1: No, I do not do group coaching.
0: You do not. Okay. Only as
1: only as an add-on to workshops that I'll do.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, there are people like me who do group have our own private group coaching, or you know, Vistage, which is still has private people running it. They're reasonably, relatively inexpensive, um, and. The beauty is you get to mastermind with other people sometimes, depending on what you do. Sometimes it's the same industry, sometimes it's different industries. I like different industries because you get different perspectives, which is where out of the box thinking comes from. Right. You also get people who are going to um, truth supported by love. They're going to call you on your BS, you know, not let you get away with stuff. And that drives development and growth. Uh, those are really, really, really good. But even if, like I said, just find TED Talks every day or find a book. I don't care.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It can be little things. It can be big things. But those investments go far. And again, they say, I care about your development as well. Um,
0: There's one other area which we haven't talked about, um, which, yeah. And it's not as formalized where you're bringing outside knowledge, but delegation. Mm -hmm. Right? And this is an area that's so overlooked. You see somebody you think has potential, start to delegate. And sim- start small, go to bigger, start to delegate the things that they would have to do if they stepped into the next role. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to find out where they need some work, expose them, work with them on that those, those skills. And sometimes you find out that, you know what, they're better off staying exactly where they are.
1: Well, and and to another point, it's a great retention strategy, which is super important for everyone right now. Um, because you're saying, here's what it looks like in the next role. And I want to get you ready for that. Um, so they start to see those opportunities in in their own lives.
0: Right. And then assuming it works out that, yes, you, your assessment is correct or the right person for that role. When it comes time to promote them, instead of stepping up, they're stepping in, right? If they've done 70 or 80% of the job already, then that's a really shallow learning curve, not a big step to to get the rest of it, as opposed to throwing them into the lion's den, where all of a sudden they're doing things they're completely unfamiliar with.
1: Going back to your point of sometimes we put frontline staff who are really good at their frontline job into a leadership role, and now all of a sudden they have to use a completely different skill set and often are totally unprepared for that. So if we're able to Delegate some of those. Hey, lead this meeting. Hey, you know, um, have this conversation with the new person to give them a little training on how to do it. We delegate those more leadershipy people activities, and they start to learn how to do
0: them. Yeah, maybe there's a new product rollout, and you say, you know, I want you to take point on this. It's a small product, but you work with them, right? It's not just throw. You, you don't just say here, do it, right? You work with them hand in hand. You give them each step. but You say, here's here's what the next thing you need to do. Here's what you know. Watch them do it. Question their they're thinking and under, make sure they understand why things are being done the way they're done, right? And, and and help them succeed, set them up for success.
1: Well, and to that exact point, another great way to do professional development is mentoring them. Whether you do it or you put them with another mentor, having that one-on-one attention is also the same thing.
0: Yeah, and I think we talked a lot about this in, in a podcast a few weeks ago it was probably more like a month ago at this point, but we talked about mentoring versus coaching, right? Mm. Versus training. Yep. You know, and And
1: all of those things are professional development.
0: Exactly. So do you have that formal setup? And I'm a big believer, formal, not informal, right? Not just follow me around, not just, you know, Mm. look over my shoulder, create a syllabus for what that looks like. Uh, You know, one one of my favorite companies I talk about is Zappo shoes um it's 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 one of ann's favorite companies because she wears a lot of shoes
1: i love the shoes
0: yeah but i mean their customer services. is fantastic. she just looked at her closet which makes Emil DeMarcos the marcos look like a beginner um <laughs>
1: this is not quite true
0: <laughs> right now do have people a are scratching their head of
1: r2d2 shoes though so we're just saying
0: i need to see those she's, she's, she's <laughs> mouthing, she's going to show them to me. Um, people also are scratching, who the heck was Imelda Marcos? Because I went back about, what, three decades on that one, four decades. But um, Google uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I completely lost my trend Oh, right. Don't just follow people around, right? But have mm-hmm. a syllabus that's created, right? That walks people through what that learning progression needs to be.
1: Yeah. I've been part of the training of two different mentorship programs. Both of them were phenomenal. And again, they brought in a professional facilitator to teach people how to do it. One of was Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, um, where they had a mentor program and a coaching program that was incredibly well-structured and was incredibly successful as a result. Um, And they were Re-upping for their second or third round of it because it was such a the company saw it as such a success. And the other one was indeed. Um, and they saw that they had a huge veteran workforce and a huge new um new higher workforce. And they knew each of those groups had a separate skill set that would help the other. And so they partnered them, not as mentor mentee, but as that partner relationship um to mentor each other. In either the technology or in the career path and the and the movement in in their careers, and it ended up also a very very successful program.
0: Yeah, I love the concept of what I've heard term reverse mentoring, which is what you're sort of describe, where the newcomers is also mentoring the established person because they each bring something to the table. Yeah, and, you know, I did. And if I did. they
1: feel valued; they're empowered to share that value and make the company better.
0: And that speaks to the culture of Indeed. Right, that was indeed, indeed, yes. Yep,
1: indeed, um, it was, was indeed.
0: Yeah, that speaks to the culture of indeed, where where they, they it is uh, clearly one um, where it, it's uh, really flat. It's not a highly structured culture, right? That that you can contribute and participate in from day one, right? And and they get that.
1: Yep. Yep. And, and it was, it was great. The engagement in the training was, was spectacular, but he was really excited to be there. And to that point, think about what you need and tailor your own professional development for your team and for what you need.
0: Yeah. And for those of you out there listening, who maybe have small businesses, we talked about earlier, like 95% of the businesses are small. And let's talk about under a million dollars, which again, most small businesses never make a million dollars in revenue you don't need huge resources for this. You need a little bit of time, right? You need to devote a little time to to create what this um, professional development syllabus is going to look like. And then you need to tweak it as you go, because you're going to learn lessons. You're going to go, oh, wait a second. I read this book, but when I read this book, it made that book clearer. So maybe we should switch the order, right? And create a cycle. Because by the way, reading a book once yeah this is not you know this is not a fiction you know uh, no man ever steps in the same river twice i've quoted this before I was a famous or not famous but old greek philosopher because the river's not the same nor is the man when you read a book a second time you're in a different place you will get different things out of it
1: but at the very least make sure it's not just reading but it's reading and discussing it's reading and having a specific uh, conversation around what was read so that specific action items and and points can be pulled out.
0: Yeah, and that's by the way the other advantage of having multiple people read the same book at the same time because everybody has their own perspective, they will get uh, everyone will get other nuggets and somebody will say, "Yeah, well, when they said this and you're like, I don't remember reading that." You know, and and it all happened. You go back and you go, "Oh my god, this is really powerful."
1: Another great reason why sending multiple people to like an association annual meeting or to a networking event the chamber puts on or whatever um, can be great because they can get different things. And so you do that follow up discussion afterwards for everybody who wasn't able to attend.
0: Absolutely. I know we are, we're, we're running a little short on time. I'm wondering what are your top, say, three or three to five books that you recommend? Oh,
1: well, I mean, considering the area that I'm in of change management and emotional intelligence and uh, crucial conversations and having difficult conversations, uh, Crucial Conversations, the book is phenomenal, and I recommend it almost all the time. Um, Another one is The Culture Map. By Aaron Meyer, I don't know if you've ever heard of this book, but they do a phenomenal job of outlining how people in different cultures in different countries deal with 10 different factors differently. And if we have an understanding of those differences, we can communicate and we can uh, work together more effectively. So if you work in a global organization where you're working with a lot of people from different cultures, The Culture Map by Aaron Meyer is one of my favorites.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's great. It's fine. For a minute, I thought you stole my thunder with crucial conversation, but then I realized no, because for me, it's crucial accountability, right? Uh Which is the same authors, right? It's just a slightly uh, different uh, approach. Um, But they did phenomenal work academically looking at people who are successful and holding others accountable or creating accountable teams and looking at what what that approach is. Um, And so that is really uh, an absolutely phenomenal book as well. Um I, I've already I'm mentioned that
1: one down.
0: Yeah. I, I already mentioned um uh, the Chad Holmes, uh, Ultimate Sales Machine. Folks, this is not a book on how to sell. This is a book on how to set up your company to support growth and sales. And those are two different conversations. And the reason this comes to mind is you know, one of the things that he talks about in there is you should be able to hire 50 people a week. And what he means by that is that your hiring and training systems should be set in place so that if you had to add 50 people in a week, you could do it without batting an eye. And right now, there are small businesses all over the world listening and just going, oh crap, I couldn't do that <laughs> if I wanted to. Right. And it, 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 if you're set up that way, I promise all your systems are so tight that. You would see phenomenal results, um, and 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 the other one, of course, the third one I'll mention. I already mentioned is the goal. Um, the theory of constraints was developed by um, Eli Goldthwaite, I think is his last name. He was an Israeli physicist who decided to apply the scientific process to business, and the theory of constraints is what he developed, which is that a process is only as fast as the slowest part of it, and it's allegorical so it's a fictitious book it's a story that outlines his processes and his points so it's it's an easy read and it applies he applies it to manufacturing but applies to service applies to any business you know basically look for the bottlenecks of information look for the bottlenecks of throughput fix those the the narrowest bottleneck first and 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 you'll become more efficient and so it's a great managerial book which is different than leadership the other books are all more leadership oriented we have two different skills we need if we're if we're in a business position.
1: And, and all of these great, you know, bestseller leadership books and communication books and business books usually have a podcast element. They usually have an online blog or some kind of other resource where you could pick small pieces out to be able to share if a book club or whatever, it was not the direction you wanted to go. So there are always lots of options. So search online, find what you need.
0: Yeah, get the audio book if if need be. M- m- many of these, I won't say all, but many of these do have audio books, um, and you know sometimes it's easier in your car, you know, or or if you're like me, I'm really jealous of my reading time, so I read for pleasure. I've been reading fiction since I was seven or eight years old, and so if I'm sitting down to read, I want that to be fiction, and I listen. I learn better that way. I'm an auditory learner for business stuff, I listen to audiobooks.
1: Hmm. Nice. Again, find what works for you, find what works for your team and uh and just make the time to do it.
0: Absolutely. All right. And uh, having said that, we're going to let you go in because I know you've got like what a big date tonight or something like that.
1: <laughs> no, I have another Zoom call. Oh. <laughs>
0: What well, I wish it the- was a
1: date that would be a lot more fun but we got a hurricane coming so it probably would have been canceled anyway
0: so. uh, I didn't realize you had another hurricane
1: yeah we got a tropical storm and little oh. Nicole's coming to town it's gonna be a little windy tonight
0: yeah we made fun of the last one before it hit and then that to remember we were like we were minimizing it and dude, that was bad so I'm not yeah, gonna say anything yeah. this time
1: yep so hopefully it'll just be a little windy she'll get her wrath out and we'll we'll be able to get on with our day
0: all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. And congratulations on today's professional development. Done.
0: That concludes another episode of Disarming Persuasion. This is Dave Rosenberg. And you can find my website at LockedOnLeadership.com.
1: And this is Anne Bonnie at YourChangeSpeaker.com.
0: Remember... If they fail to make a decision, you failed to disarm them.